Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. And my guest today is Gigi Sabat. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a first-generation Haitian-American motivational speaker, best-selling author of God First. She's a life coach, the host of Walk With Me podcast on JRQ TV, and a domestic violence advocate. She's an experienced leader who has adopted a conservative approach to help Christians grow spiritually, financially, professionally, and or personally. She does this by setting clear and measurable goals for those who are ready to take action and experience life's growth and transformation. She also helps people get unstuck financially. So I want to welcome you, Gigi, to the show. How exciting is it how we met and how we got here and how much we have in common? Pleasure to have you. And it's an honor to be here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we met in Clubhouse. That's like the new thing, right? <laughs> that we're all in. Um, and just, I love it because we can just listen to what people are saying and you can really feel the energy that comes through that and really helps you identify, you know, who you want to have on your show and who you want to have relationships with and all of that. So tell us about your experience on Clubhouse these days. Curious. Ma'am, I love Clubhouse. So essentially we went into 2021 and no one had any idea really of what Clubhouse was, even though it right. was available uh, prior to that. And here's the thing. Once it got known, everyone kind of just went into it. Why? Because it's invite only. So yeah. once I got invited into it and I started utilizing it, I said, oh, okay, the title can somewhat be misleading because you think of Clubhouse and you're like, okay, what Clubhouse is this? Right, and right. As business professionals, we want to make sure that it's something that's in alignment with what we're doing in regards to business. So I tell this to individuals all the time. It's not what it seems in regards to the name, because I know when I first saw it, it was very misleading, but for business professionals and really just anyone really looking to grow in all areas of their lives. And so I've utilized it to host events and meetings with colleagues, and we have literally helped others grow in all areas of their lives. So I love it. Yeah, I do too. I love it too. But I also realized, you know, as a coach myself and as a lifestyle coach, I realized that I was circling the drain. (laughs) I got in there and I was just circling and circling the drain and said, "Uh uh-uh, this is not going to happen. So I actually took a sabbatical and I created a strategy. And now I'm very, very specific about when I go in, why I'm going in, what I'm talking about, who I'm looking for. And I think it has done wonders for me because boy, can you get sucked into the fear of missing out, right? right. All these clubhouses are going on and you're missing out. And I just realized that, you know, God didn't have intend for me to be on clubhouse all day long. There were other people I needed to serve and that's where I got away with it. 
But thanks for sharing that with us. And so uh, what I want to talk about today is resilient mindset and leadership training. And mostly because there's two things that are going on. We have the COVID, I used to call it something and I can't think what I call it, but anyway, we have COVID. And then we also have this leadership word that has been resonating incredibly over the last year and a half, even before COVID. We were starting to get little snippets of leadership. And ironically, we're here we are in the first of the second decade of the 21st century, but all of a sudden the 21st century leader is emerging, right? And I think that we couldn't be leaders without having COVID to slow us down a little bit and reassess, you know, who we are. So we're looking for now is how do we be a resilient leader in today's environment? Um, so having said that, I wanted to ask you. What you feel, you know, is your greatest gift that to others is a struggle when it comes to the leadership? Yes, definitely maintaining a resilient mindset. I do want to circle back real quick in regards to what you said about Clubhouse, because it's very important to have a strategy. But also, too, I have found that before the Clubhouse app was available, others use a marketing tool, correct, to market the product or themselves. Now what's happening with Clubhouse is you actually have to be present in order to market what you do. So that's time consuming for the business owner. The oh, yeah. What we're finding is so many of them are in there. So I love what you said about the strategy and what you said in regards to what I utilize is the resilient mindset, which helps me overcome so much in my life. So to those that are listening today, definitely no matter what trials or tribulations you're faced with in your life or the challenges or the circumstances that you're in, Do not let that define you. You're more than that. You can overcome, get back up and keep fighting. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your resilience and how you've moved from success into significance, or you're still in between them. Tell us about your story and how this resilience really came to be. Yes. So essentially it started at a very early age. I was sexually assaulted when I was eight years old. And then it just, my trust in others and how I socialize with others was affected tremendously from that. But I had grown since then. And essentially I share my story today to help others who have also overcome sexual assault as well. Hence the title of my panel last year was the global virtual panel of sexual assault survivors. But then moving forward, I'll backtrack here a little bit and I'll tell you this. My parents came to this country from Haiti around 35 years ago. They instilled in my brothers and I the importance of obtaining an education. So I did. Attended the University of Central Florida in Orlando, obtained my BA in political science pre-law and sociology, interned for the senator during my undergrad studies, and then I pursued a degree in law. Now, while in law school, I was very busy at the time. I had become the SBA president, the Student Bar Association president. And I'll never forget, I got the shock of my life one day. I had just got done studying. And then I'll never forget I was on the phone with a colleague from SBA and the abuser charged at me while I was on the couch, strangled me, beat me and almost uh, really killed me. Oh my gosh. I'm truly grateful to be here. And I'll never forget when I asked the domestic violence, what happened when I tried to get back up, they said I fell flat like a vegetable because I lost oxygen to the brain. Wow. Wow. And that's because you had had that previous dramatic event, right? that it took you kind of back there, it triggered you back into that mode, correct? Is that what happened or? 
No, that's completely separate. And that's why I hosted the domestic violence panel and the sexual assault panel to help individuals understand the differences because too often people are sharing these stories together. So people don't really understand the differences between the two. These were two separate events. One happened when I was eight, the other happened as an adult while again, I was in law school. But here's the thing. I teach to others today that you can take all the precautions that you want, but don't blame yourself for what happens to you. You have to keep going, get back up and don't give up. And here's the thing. Even after that happened, I was in a full recovery and then I was sexually assaulted again as an adult. I was taken. Oh my goodness. That's right. I was taken from a group of individuals that I was with and that happened. And here's the thing. No one knew who he was. He worked for the company in a different state. So that's what I teach people today is that you, again, you have to continue to take all the precautions. Yeah. So how does that then go into leadership? You know, the mindset of a leader, um, if someone has not been sexually abused, how does that change and what kind of resilience are we looking to accomplish, you know, with other traumatic situations that have happened in your life or maybe not? Yes. So I have worked with several individuals who've had trauma in their life or had a major challenge. And what I found is a correlation of individuals really feeling as though they were hopeless. And I teach others today that you're not alone. God is with you wherever you go. And here's the thing. People say, how did you go into full recovery? And again, it's because I had God first in my life. Hence the title of my second book is God first to raise awareness about the importance of having him first in our lives. Understand this, we wouldn't have all the issues that we have in society if people were to keep him in his proper place, which is first. So I did my research and I did my studies. And here's what I found is that all the individuals who came before us, this is what they were trying to tell us in regards to the science and all the research that they did prior to. And, you know, they would say things like God is the issue and things like that of that nature. But really what they were really trying to tell us is God first. We need to have God first in our lives. Hence the title of my second book to raise awareness about that. Yeah, I think that's very interesting that you said. And of course, you know, as Christians, you and I have talked about this in the, you know, in the green room and weeks before, you know, about the importance of Christianity, at least from our perspective, right? I'm not trying to push anything on anybody, but um, just from that perspective, that that really helps us with the leader. I mean, with the resilience that we have. But I want to get back to this question about leadership. I want to continue to kind of plow through that as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, for example, Clubhouse, and this is not a Clubhouse thing, but anytime that you're networking with other people, you're talking about leadership and the resilience that leadership requires. And especially now with COVID, with everyone at home, you know, you don't know who's working, you don't know who isn't working, you know, what are some strategies that people listening to this podcast can embrace to help them with the resilience that they need to continue the course as a leader? Yes, ma'am. Great question in regards to leadership. Number one, show up. No matter what is going on in your life as a leader, you need to show up. Mm -hmm. And number two, serve. You need to understand the importance of serving others. Essentially, when we serve others, we take ourselves out of it. Gratitude. Gratitude truly matters. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually see a shift as well into you know, not having managers, not having employees, but rather moving into leadership, team members, collaboration. Are you seeing that as well? Or am I the only one who's seeing it everywhere? (laughs) Because I really, I really am seeing it everywhere. 
Well, and I was going to tell you just real quick before you answer that question, maybe I have this quote that I heard is that unless you're willing to serve, you're not ready to lead. That's right. Yeah. Am I the only one who's seeing this now that it's becoming more and more of a struggle? And, you know, what do you think is the solution? Yes. Essentially, don't become an entrepreneur or business owner if you're not ready to serve, if you don't understand the importance of serving, because there's so many people out there who need help. And I teach others today, if you have the skills and the knowledge to help others as a leader, you need to be able to do so because it is so selfish to keep that knowledge to yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. (laughs) I totally agree with that. Okay. So let me ask you this then, you know, when you look back on experiences that you've had, because, you know, you went through several traumatic things in your life. Um, When you look back on those stressful experiences, how did you maneuver out of them? Because I'm sure now, you know, now, you know, the answer God first, right? Now, you know, that you can build yourself back up through your faith and through trusting people, but you probably didn't feel that way at first. So How did you meander through that? Walk us through some of the trials and tribulations that you attempted and the failures that you had too, because it's important for people to understand that every day is not going to be wonderful and glorious as you're coming out of something like that. That's right. It was not easy at all. I went into full recovery after that. And essentially the book, Walk With Me, um, Walk With Purpose is and to never give up is the purpose of that book. But here's the thing. I didn't oversee that I was going to write this book. I didn't foresee that. And I didn't foresee that. Again, I always wanted to write a book, but I didn't know I was going to write a book in 2020. I thought it would be thousands of years later. And so when I met my book publisher, he said, you need to write this book and you need to share your story. It's going to help save others' lives. And I said, okay, but understand this, I was still going through my recovery. And I said, oh my goodness, as I was writing and I was writing and I was writing, it was a healing. It was a healing. Yeah. Healing process for me. Yeah, it always is. It's our, our mess becomes our message. <laughs> it really does. And uh, yeah, so that was kind of interesting. So what did you discover in that healing process that most people don't discover and come out of? Because not everyone, you know, is resilient and comes out of this. Yes. So I discovered that I'm truly a warrior and hence why I ho- have the Warriors Mindset Group on Facebook. Because I said, I need to now help others overcome and understand the importance of maintaining a resilient mindset. Because again, I understand it to the fullest extent. I understand God's purpose for my life. So I said, I'm going to now help others do the same. And so other people have come forward who are survivors of several topics. Again, several topics that I'm hosting global virtual panels for now. Why? Because I know so many people who have overcome so many different topics But guess what? They're the topics that people are afraid to discuss. They're the topics that are hidden. Or one person mentioned that the human trafficking one, thank God we hosted it because why? They said they haven't been able to share their story because of the entertainment value. People don't really see that. So they never got a chance to share their story. One gentleman came forward for the first time ever in several years that this happened. Hence why we wonder why it's not out there awareness in regards to this happening to men because there's platform right. for them so yeah and i think you know d- depending on your perspective you think it only happens to women it only happens to children and teens and it only happens you know and it does happen to you know quite a few people and i know that i had a guest on my show um mitzi purdue she is 
Frank Perdue, the chicken, right? Frank Perdue, his wife, and she was on the show and she's a huge advocate of human trafficking at, you know, making sure that people are taken care of. And is this human trafficking awareness month, the month of February, is it, or is it, was it the month of January? January. January. Okay. That's when I interviewed her. I knew it was coming up. So I know it's a big thing out there. So what's left for you as you move forward and you say, okay, so now I, you know, I'm doing the global virtual summits. I'm getting all kinds of topics out there to help people understand that they're not alone and that they can be resilient and learning how to be resilient and having people take that walk with you in faith, if that's what they choose to do and perhaps not in faith, but what's next for you? Yes, ma'am. To continue to serve God's people on this new spiritual platform, which is a virtual platform, it seems like because of COVID now. And essentially yeah. I'm hosting those survivor panels, but I'm also having the leadership conference and the business conference as well to understand that just because a major challenge happens in your life does not mean that you cannot do well in business. Yes, you can. You are truly a warrior. You are an overcomer and you can be a leader in business. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely love that. What's your favorite quote? My favorite quote is, um, be the change that you wish to see in the world by Mahatma Gandhi. But I also share with you one of my quotes is that growth is truly the beauty of life. And you must understand that you must continue to learn in this lifetime. Too often individuals say, that's it. I learned enough. They get a degree and they say, that's it. I learned enough. I have all the knowledge in the world now. No, always a student first and foremost, continue to learn because then you continue to grow. Yeah, I think that's incredible. And that, I think that's why, you know, we're all in that mode, you know, of networking and trying to find out more about other people. And really, we just were too busy before. Now we have a different busyness in what we're experiencing in COVID. So if someone wants to reach out to you and participate in the Global Virtual Summits, whether it's business or, you know, more poignant topics, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yes. Reach out to me via my email, Regeline Sabat. That's R-E-G-E-L-I-N-E-S-A-B-B-A-T at Life Service Center of America, LLC.com. Wow. That's a mouthful. <laughs> and I think I probably have it too. Yeah. No dot in between at Life Service Center of America, LLC.com. And of course, we'll have the link in there as we go as well. And so tell us about the What Women Want Network as we close up our time together. What Women Want Networking. Tell us about that organization that you're working with as well. Yes, ma'am. So that was founded by Judy Goss. And essentially, it brings individuals from all over the world together to network. So we have several events throughout the year. One I'll be speaking on on March 22nd to help others in business and understand how to market and promote their businesses as well. So definitely join us and grab your ticket I'll actually share that link here as well. And I just love that organization because why, if you truly want to be successful in business as well, you need to understand the importance of building relationships. I mean, too often people come in business and they say, here's my business card. And that's not the way to do business. Yeah, no. (laughs) Building relationships and networking. Yeah. I love what women want networking because essentially it allows others to understand the one, the importance of networking and two, how to do it properly. Yeah. Well, and statistically what's happening now is that women, 43% of women outperform the men in their lives. 
they outperform the men. And women are going to be the main decision. We already are decision makers, you know, in any kind of things that are purchased, but we will become the primary decision maker with the spouses actually taking a second seat. It's kind of weird. And there are more men that are stay-at-home dads right now than there ever have been. So, you know, corralling around this organization of women, I think is super, super important. And it's not just for women. That's the thing people need to understand is that when there's a women's organization, men should be in there too, to learn more about women so that they can continue to grow as well. So I love that you're putting, that you have that network together. And unfortunately, this podcast probably won't be released well by the time March 22nd, but you can provide us with a link and we'll put the link in the show notes to the organization so that someone can figure out, you know, when the next event is and perhaps get involved in that. So what would you like to leave us with today? Yes, I want to leave you all with the fact to understand this, to never give up. And I'll leave you with a poem titled, Never Give Up. Walls surround me, that's all I see. All I want is to be free. I scream at the top of my lungs, God, please help me. The back of my mind wants to give up. Then my heart reminds me that I'm one of a kind. I feel closed in with nowhere to go. Then. I remember the beauty of life is to grow. It doesn't matter if you grow slow. Growing is the purpose of life in everyone. It doesn't matter how old you are, the color of your skin, your religion, your political views, the amount of money you make, the car you drive, how many friends you have, how many followers you have on social media, your job title, how tall or how short you are, your gender, your sexuality, your age, your fashion style, your body structure, the type of music you listen to, your family's culture, or anything else that our society's education system has altered our minds to focus on. Always remember, you are in control of your mind's reticular activating system. You focus on what you want to see, hear, and believe in. Therefore, growth is in everyone. Never give up. The light may seem dim right now, but all you need to do is wake up the reticular activating system in your mind, and you too will realize you are one of a kind. Never give up. I love it. Absolutely love it. And that's so much encouragement because that is the case. You know, we all think that we're an island and we're not. We are all in this together. Never give up. Always have someone around you. Someone's story is worse than yours. I promise. I promise. And they came out with full resilience. So Gigi, thank you so much for joining us today on this show. I really appreciate it. For those of you that are listening, thank you for taking time out of your day. I'm extremely grateful that you take the time to listen to what we have to share here to help you go from success to significance while you're breaking through the glass ceilings in your life. And we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com slash S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.